1: Welcome along to episode 546 of The Milk Bar, Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, celebrity chef Lisa Faulkner talks eco-friendly Christmases and how we can do our bits to make sure we don't have such a big environmental impact this festive season. Taylor Simner joins us to tell us about his role of Daniel. He plays the young Daniel in the film Into the Mirror, having a catch-up with him. We'll be meeting up with one of the cast of Plebs as their fifth season arrives on box set for this festive season. And we'll be talking Chicago as West Bromwich Operatic Society have the show on now at the Dormston Mill Theatre. Also, we've got some fantastic festive tunes on the way. All that coming up, but first of all... On the 23rd of February at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, the Sensational sixes Experience is back on its 10th anniversary tour. One of the stars of the show is the original voice of The Searchers, Mike Pender, who joins me on the line now. Hello, sir. Hello there. How are we doing? I'm
2: fine. I'm uh, Yes, bearing out, you know, sort of uh, just having a rest at the moment because we've finished the, this year's part of the tour.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we, we start again at Wolverhampton. Uh, on the uh, the date that you just said, yep, and we carry on through until June and of next year. You must
1: love being out on the road. I mean, you've probably been out on the road since what the early sixties with gigs like this.
2: Yes, I think um, main part of the sixties. As soon as we made, <laughs> as soon as we made the grade, actually, <laughs> uh, we had our first number one hit. Yes, it was touring mostly around the UK, but of course. By the time we recorded Needles and Pins, it was it was world tours, America, Australia, um, South America, all over really. And then, of course, when you sort of start to sort of uh, uh, come down a bit, when when the hit records dry up and then and it becomes like it becomes like work uh, through the 70s and the 80s, um, you sort of uh, you go on long holidays and uh, <laughs> take long breaks from the business, you know. But I've never been away from it. I've always sort of had long holidays and long breaks, but um, here we are today, um, coming up to 2020, and, you know, as I've just said, yes, people are still willing to come out and pay their hard-earned money to come and see all those groups from the 60s again, even though a lot of them don't retain the original members Mm -hmm. anymore, um, mainly because, obviously, uh, as time goes by, people pass away or people become... uh, too ill to carry on, or people just retire. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But um, at least uh, with myself, you have got the guy who sang the original, um, who was the lead vocal on most of those uh, original hits that we had, Sweets from Sweet, Children and Spice. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I could name quite a few hits that we had in the 60s
1: there's several yeah, albums up, from the 60s one. come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of material for you to go out and obviously everyone has the favorites and and in the show that is so packed full of great music because you've got the Trems the Fortunes the Swinging Blue Jeans and the Dakotas all part of the lineup uh it is uh, yeah a, a great way of bringing all this music together and 60s has such an influence obviously the 60s were influenced but they then became the influence for uh, bits of the uh, the 70s into the 80s and certainly during the 90s it was like the 60s all over again wasn't not it?
2: Well, you could say that. You could say that, you know, people do get inspired by music by music gone by. Um, they pick up on certain things and, and try to reflect that, that era. Um, and you hear it all the time, really. People say to me, Mike, you uh, you influenced uh, so-and-so, or I won't mention any names, but you, you do get it. And so music goes round and comes round. It's the same with everything, isn't it? You know, something something's big... Uh, Fifty years ago, and it comes round again. Mm-hmm. But but it, but the thing is, you know, I always feel today, even when they they call me each year to say, "Mike, are you up for another tour next year?" And I'm saying things like, "Well, we've just had a successful tour. Are you confident it's going to be successful again? Will will the show bring in people again? Is it still popular?" And of course, they say, "You, you leave that to us. <laughs> just sign the contract," you know, <laughs> which which I do. But I'm always amazed that it, it is you can go to theatres like in in a lot of the major cities uh, glasgow manchester um sheffield uh, leeds and you know you've got theatres with, with a thousand people in all want to hear all those songs over again so it just goes to prove that you know the 60s is still here
1: absolutely and wolverhampton will be a packed house again i know uh, because it's it, it is so great to hear these songs uh, but i mean when you think back to the 60s what what are your standout moments? Obviously, the number ones must help, but what are the little things that uh, you know you, you really you know, look back on and think, "I'm so pleased we did that."
2: Well, I think the main thing for me is that before we ever made any records, we we got the chance to go to the Star Club in Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, this is early 60s, 61, uh, um, and obviously nobody, including the Beatles, had made any records at that point. And we got the chance to go to the Star Club. Um, but we had to take our drum kit, <laughs> our bass amp, all our instruments on a train from Liverpool to London, from London to Harwich, from Harwich across uh, to the Hook of Holland, from the Hoke of Holland by train through Holland into Germany. I mean, it took us about two days to get there. <laughs> <laughs> with, all the, with all carrying all that equipment. And when I think back now, I thought, you, you couldn't do that today.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be a nightmare trying to shift all that. Like you'd have to send a courier with the whole thing, and then hope it got there.
2: Yeah, you know, so you think what you did more than fifty years ago to get where you are, or to get into the you know the recording studio to make records to, have, to travel around the world to have success. What you have to do to get there, and you think you know nobody nobody would do that, but we did it. <laughs> it's it, it's like sort of you know let's do it let's go, gave up our jobs in Liverpool. Um, I had a pretty good job at the time, you know, and, and this is these are the things you do to get where you want to get. Mm-hmm. And so thinking back, that stands out for me in my memory.
1: Yeah, I mean, you took a chance, but it, it kind of worked out okay, I think, didn't it?
2: <laughs> I, mean, I think it did, you know, <laughs> really... Um, I don't know, God knows what would have happened had it not worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have
1: been a plumber today. Yeah, and, and again, probably a blooming good one whistling some fantastic tunes. But <laughs> I, I think you know, the, the whole the concept of Mercy Beat hadn't really emerged. It was sort of coming together when you guys were travelling across to Germany. And it's it's it through so much of the sound of that area. And did you feel a buzz when you were growing up starting to perform these songs? That You know, this is going to be something big. Or were you just as surprised as everybody else about, the massive way you had an impact on the world.
2: Well, I have to admit and say, at the time, there were, there were no no big ideas about making it, making the big time. No, we just did it for fun. I mean, you know, when you in our teenage days, we're playing guitar and getting together at each other's house and um, just just you know um, imitating our favourite stars at the time, like mm. Buddy Holly. And in fact, I went to see Buddy Holly in 1958. Yeah. Um, in Liverpool at the Philharmonic. Um, somebody got me a ticket and I went and, you know, he was my idol at the time. Um, and people say to me today, Mike, you know, where did Mersey be, come from? What, what, how did it happen? You know, people talk about this Mersey sound. I always say, I think Buddy Holly had a lot to do with it because in 1958 there were no sort of Liverpool groups around um, and shortly after he appeared, they started to come together. Mm-hmm. All these groups like the Beatles, Jerry the Pacemakers, Billy J Kramer, ourselves, we, we, we were inspired by people like Buddy Holly. Um, and, you know, it, it, that's what happened. And, and sure enough, uh, as soon as the 60s arrived, we were all ready to, to go and, and make, make, you know, stamp our um, authority on, on the world and bring bring Maisie beat to
1: America and all over and that's what we did <laughs> yeah but, but like the, there was a Midland scene as well but obviously Liverpool it's such a special place I went to university up there so I know what a great city it is and it, it, there's, there's some cities you feel comfortable in Liverpool Wolverhampton yeah, across to Brum you know you, you can often feel at home in these places and the people make you feel at home and I think it's all part of that that it's, it's the culture that brought all this music which had meaning to the world you
2: probably right, yeah, you know, Liverpool's changed a lot now, I don't go there very often you know, we live in Cheshire, mm-hmm. which is only about a mile away from Liverpool um, but yeah, you know the, the people of Liverpool and um, that northern sort of sort of hospitality that you get um, yeah, I think it counts for a lot really um, Yeah, you know, pe- you still get people coming from all over the world to Liverpool to see Uh, the history of whatever, um, mostly pop music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you're
1: bringing a little bit of Liverpool to the stage when you perform all those songs from the circus. Being their original voice, you are the voice we know from Needles and Pins and the rest. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a great night. It takes place on the 23rd of February 2020, the Sensational 60s Experience, the 10th anniversary tour. Mike Pender, have a fantastic time on stage and we look forward to seeing you.
2: Well, thank you very much and I'd just like to wish everybody who's listening Merry Christmas and a Happy New
1: Year. If they want to get Christmas gifts, they have tickets 01902 429212 is the box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get them online and we can all look forward to a sensational time when the 60s show arrives on the 23rd of February. Thank you for joining us and you have a brilliant Christmas and New Year too. And thank you, sir. Time for something seasonal now. Here's Kimberly Haynes with Oh Holy Night.
3: Ooh. Shanti, Shanti. The stars are brightly shining It is the night of the dear Savior
1: Kimberly Haynes with Oh Holy Night and you can find out more about her music at musicmedicinewoman.com Monday through Friday the 9th through to the 13th of December at the Domston Mill Theatre at the school over in Sedgley. Chicago is on stage, brought there by West Bromwich Operatic Society to tell me more. Jessamyn and Tim, hello to you both. Hello. Hi. Right, so tell us a bit about characters to begin with, because this a bit fruity is probably the easiest way of describing this, because it's a fun show. It's got a nice edge to it, hasn't it? There's just, a, it makes you think a little bit about some of the characters.
4: Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. Who are you then? So I'm playing Roxy. Okay,
1: that already sounds like you're going to be having some fun on stage.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. What I love the most about the character is that she starts off um, so naive, mm-hmm. a bit um, timid. She's in this sort of marriage of convenience um, where she's quite needy, I think, and a bit, um, bit sort of playful, just out for fun. But actually, as the, as the show progresses, she becomes very sort of um, calculated manipulative, very driven and mm-hmm. focused on, actually, I don't need anyone else. I'm out to get what I want to get
1: and achieve my dreams. And do you want to be Roxy? Absolutely. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to be Roxy? Course, yeah, you not. get everything you want, but out of a good way are doing it. Which, uh, I mean, the character is always good for me, Roxy, isn't she?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And a- what I'm finding to be the most fun is the relationship between Roxy and Valma, mm-hmm. um, because there is a constant shift and a balance of power between the two of them, um, but there's some quite comedic um, scenes where Roxy's really sort of trying to taunt Valma um, and wind her up, and that's, that's a lot of fun to play, really. Sorry, Claire, but really doing
5: that. <laughs> Tim, really tell us what you're up to then. I'm playing Amos Hart and I am the other half of, uh, I am Rox's husband. So we've already uh,
1: given it there as a manager convenience, so she's, yeah, t- she's dismissed man, you already, yeah. yeah.
5: Amos is he's dull, he, he's uh, not very bright, uh, not very intelligent. Uh, he's just a very normal guy. It's a great, <laughs> great part because in the show, every, all the other characters... Are sort of out to get something. Roxy's to become famous, the same as Velma. Uh, Billy Flynn, the lawyer, is a manipulative lawyer. He wants to just to make money out of people. Then there's a few other little characters. But actually, Amos is the only guy who is just... A nice, genuine character mm-hmm. who doesn't really want anything. And at the end of the show, he gets nothing. <laughs> but does he still get a good song or two? And he gets a fantastic song. You, you get see, a song called <laughs> Mr. Cellophane, yeah. which is a lovely song. Basically, the whole idea of Mr. Cellophane is that nobody ever notices him. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are, you can look th- look right through me, walk uh, walk right by me, never know my name. Um, but it is, it is a really great character. It's a bit of a geek, um, but it's just... One of these sort of iconic sort of Broadway, West End characters. And you're
1: more than happy to be Amos.
5: I, I'm really happy to be Amos. <laughs> yeah, it sort of stretches the, uh, it sort of stre- stretches uh, the sort of different roles that I've played, and uh, yeah, I quite like it, yeah.
1: And obviously, we're with West Brom, whenever you're doing anything, the absolute heart and soul goes into it, and it's uh, I know already selling well. Uh, Friday night's pretty much sold out, is it?
4: Yeah, it did quite early on, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, with the, with the Monday through Friday run, I mean, that's that's your only chance to see it as you're into the weekend. But the time of year we are, it's going to be a brilliant idea to enjoy getting yourself along to the see your show earlier on in the week too. So uh, Monday through Thursday plenty of tickets or are you talking on the cusp of being limited a few nights already?
5: I think that Thursday, maybe Thursday uh, is, is getting close to selling out, but certainly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll you a chance. you get a chance. But
1: yeah. a, they're all good seats in the house anyway, because it's a great theatre, isn't it? Absolutely. Okay, so uh, Mr. Cellophane, is that your favourite song on the show? Um, or do you enjoy listening to somebody else before?
5: I, I do, I quite like... Um, there's another song which which the lawyer sings uh billy flynn all I, all i care about is love mm-hmm. i like that song um but they're all great all that jazz rocks there's just so many good iconic numbers in it
1: yeah Lovely. i mean I, I love all that jazz that's yeah. fantastic for you
4: for me one that i'm actually not in i love <laughs> Soul black tango yeah. it's a fantastic number so punchy so edgy um all of the characters are very different. They've all got a very different story to tell, and fantastic dance number as well. Uh, just absolutely looks El Block Tango.
1: So you're going to be thrilled by all of that. And the the how in the cast? Because he's a fairly big cast, isn't it? Because there's a lot of people on stage at some points.
4: I couldn't actually
5: say. I, w- I would say that there is uh, the six main characters, yeah. and then there's an ensemble uh, who play various roles. And in they, but role.
1: they have to so work so hard in this one. Very role, very hard. Yeah, yeah. and it's probably about.
5: 25, 30, yeah,
1: yeah. There so, yeah. yeah, so it's a good-sized good cast. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, the, the way it goes, the, the themes that are in the show, it's a sexy, sassy show um, nice. with some, some real good fun in there and it, it, a lot of it tongue-in-cheek and that makes it just an absolutely brilliant show and it must be a joy to perform.
4: Absolutely, mm. it's, it's got everything. It's edgy, it's feisty, it's sexy, as you say, but also there's some comedy aspects to it and then some very raw, real... Um, moments as well that um, you know are quite. Yeah, it's yeah, massively emotional. Well. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of everything. Okay,
1: everything so the go. important thing now is to get tickets for those remaining nights. So Definitely. how do we do that? You've got the leaflet. I
4: do. <laughs> so um, you can get tickets by calling seven four zero two or you can email sales at wbos.co.uk.
1: And check out the Facebook page as well because you've got all sorts of stuff on there. Production shots as why well I trust. Is there some preparation yeah, being there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: There, there, are some, there are some production shots on the uh, of rehearsal shots there. Mm-hmm. There will be some uh, from uh, dress rehearsal, which is tomorrow night. So we'll yep. give you a little bit of a
1: sneak peek of what, uh, of what to expect. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is though, great music, brilliant performances, and an absolutely awesome show. What more could you ask for? Oh, oh, yeah.
5: you? Well, as, as the the opening line of the show says, now, this actually sums up the whole show. Yep. It's, uh, it says, uh, tonight you are about to see a story of murder, greed, corruption, <laughs> violence, exploitation, adultery and treachery. All those things we all hold near
1: and dear to our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant quote <laughs> from a brilliant show and it's going to be awesome. Break a leg, we look forward to seeing the results of all your hard work. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? It will, absolutely. Thanks fantastic. Thank Thanks, Jason. Cheers. Cheers. Time for another festive tune now. This one is Merry Christmas Where You Are by Kay Saran. You can find out more online at k-saran.com.
6: So you're in the mood for Christmas? Are you waiting patiently? Do Santa's little helpers
1: come to decorate
6: your tree? Are the family all invited? Will your friends come around for tea? Shall we pray once more for peace and hope?
1: around with Merry Christmas where you are. Not many nine-year-olds have their own entry on IMDB. Someone who does is Taylor Simner who's with me now. Hello, Hello. sir. How are we doing?
7: I'm um, good, thank you for you.
1: Alright thank you <laughs> and it's been a bit of a hectic time for you of late because not only have you been appearing in music videos and doing the modeling work but also uh, a major feature film with Jamie Bacon. Yes so Into the Mirror that was released a couple of weeks ago and you went down to London for the premiere
7: yes um, was I think it was Leicester Square in London uh-huh. um, The where we went to it was like this really posh hotel and one scene in the film it has like they're in this pub and it's kind of disorientating and the lights and you know, the hotel were actually, like, really bright, so they were kind of disorientating. <laughs> and I, like, major flashbacks when I was filming.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, that, that must have been an interesting process in itself because uh, in Into the Mirror, you play the younger version of Daniel, which is yes. uh, Jamie Bacon's part. Now, he wrote it and starred in it. Yeah. And uh, it's telling the tale of someone who's going through a difficult time in their life. Um, it starts off with uh, some flashbacks to uh, him with his mum. Now, his mum, no spoilers to announce, that it suddenly passes away. I think we can get away with that one. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the rest of the story, I mean, his mum allows him to be expressive and that's the point at which your character is showing you know, he can be what he wants to be, isn't it? But yeah. unfortunately, the character's dad doesn't necessarily let that happen. So there's been some interesting scenes to, to film there. And, and w- w- How challenging was that? Did you enjoy it?
7: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. My scenes in it was at the beach, which I really did enjoy because I got to run around and do six 60-odd stuff.
1: <laughs> and
7: um, it was at the house and at this part... I had to put lipstick on, which I didn't like.
1: Not many nine year old lads wear a lot of lipstick, but there is some who may choose to. And I mean, this story itself is looking at the fact it is about being able to have his own life choice and and live a better person he feels he is rather than being, yeah. pushed into a stereotype like,
7: rather than being what people think you should be yeah
1: and that is again something which uh, it must be interesting to portray that and to really to be directed and, and and get to tell a story
7: i had i didn't have any lines in a film mm-hmm. but my mum says that like, my body language kind of showed mm-hmm. the way I was thinking.
1: Yeah, and this is when, when you're acting I suppose, at this point you are really, at the start of your career, they say, there's not many nine-year-olds who, who get listed online on and uh, on the number of things that they've done so far, so you're doing alright there aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's about learning that craft and you've had a chance to, to learn from some really good people as you've gone along as well, I mean Jamie, an absolute star isn't he?
7: Yeah, well, he is really good, including half more of the cast members, and one of them is in Hollyoaks, I think. Mm-hmm. Her name's Nicole, I have no idea of a second name. <laughs> that means it's a really she, good... She knows
1: who you are, though, that's yeah. what counts
7: it's, it. If you're a really good co-star, you don't know the second name <laughs> of, your, of your co-star. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how you know if you're that's a really that's good That's co-star.
1: a thing now, you mates, really, aren't you? That's, that's the way <laughs> yeah. it works. So... You've done that. It must have been a bit of a wait from when you did the filming to when it came out. So, what was it quite exciting waiting to see what the final product was like?
7: Well, when I was waiting, I was like, I didn't know what would happen if they'd just scrap it entirely, mm-hmm. Which had a thought lurking in my mind about that, which I didn't want to happen. You could have
1: ended up on the cutting room floor. That wouldn't have been good either, would it? No. So, but you were there.
7: So, I've been to two premieres now. My first one, I remember watching the film and I was like in... I don't know the word, like, or.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. That one does the yeah. job. So, but uh, seeing yourself on the big screen, though, what was that like?
7: It sort of felt like weird because I'm not used to seeing myself on screens. Mm-hmm. This was just like my first thing which I'd seen me on the screen, which I thought was weird. Yeah. I was six at the time when I filmed it, so I was looking at myself like, I've changed. <laughs> like, my cheeks are more like chubby and my eyes were smaller. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they were smaller. So but you know, this is the, going to be another bit, and it's going to be interesting for your family as well, because it starts to document what you look like, and you, you must have seen stuff that you've done for the modelling work as yeah, you as you've got lot. older, so that must be interesting to see the changes there. So you're in a, even more of an yeah, unusual position than kids who are looking at the pictures on the, the parents' camera phones, so yeah. uh, so you've actually got published work out there. When, and
7: when you said that, then I just had the flashback of when... I went to this modeling group, and my picture was actually really excited, like throwing these red, I don't know, like particles of. (laughs) Lord knows.
1: (laughs) So some some weird red stuff into the air. My
7: face. Yeah.
1: Um, but you're following direction yeah, for all of wild. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, just what I'm going to say. But I mean, do your friends pick up on this sort of stuff that you've done? I mean, the certificate writing on the film that you're in means they probably won't be watching it for a few years <laughs> yet. But um, is it interesting to see their reactions to what you've done?
7: Yeah, because at school, I don't really speak about it. And mm-hmm. in the newspaper article that I was in, it's said by my mum. Um, that oh if she was me, she'd be boasting about it. I only tell my really close friend and my teacher, not really close friends, if I have friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, uh, when you're a celebrity, you have friends. That's the way it works. So, you know, they're, they're, they're going to enjoy your, your moment of stardom too, I'm sure. So what's coming next? Because, I mean, nine, have you got, what well, you got planned? You haven't bought the yacht yet, I know that much. But. <laughs>
7: Um, I've got London Fashion Week next year in February, which I'm really excited for.
1: Oh, but I mean, you, you, this means you're going to be wearing some particularly fashionable clothes as well. I mean, you're obviously rocking the style today, so this is now pretty much compulsory, isn't it?
7: Yeah. <laughs> I had to practice for my walk, and it was hard.
1: At my, at, when I was your age, I don't think I'd cope well with it, yeah, because I, I'm, I'm quite shy, so. Uh, but have you, do you think that uh, this is something you're definitely going to want to do career-wise? Yeah. Is it the acting, or is it the modelling, what do you fancy most?
7: think I like the acting the most because yeah. th- my mum says prepping me yeah <laughs> that I told that I was gonna say that like I like acting because I can apparently which I do turn into like the character like
3: mm-hmm.
7: I can think like the character like when I had to do the role for young Daniel I was thinking that the in it the guy picked me up who we played my dad and I was thinking that like this was my dad, I had a kind of a hard relationship with him in the film
3: mm-hmm.
7: and <laughs> apparently it's one of the most iconic scenes in the film when I'm over his shoulder and apparently the look on my face is so powerful that even my mum like tear up, I looked at her and I went you're right then she went yeah. So
1: we're going to look out for the name Tilly Simner and this is going to be yeah, billboards, are you reckoning the years to come?
7: I hope it's going to be on billboard. That's Just make plan. sure not look at the face because I'll be blinded by the ugliness. <laughs> think... It's a hot mess, my face.
1: <laughs> right, okay. We'll get your psychiatrist to look after the body image issues. Uh, however, he's nine, He's you know, and he's going to be trouble. So thank you for having a chat. Good to meet up with you. Good luck with the rest of it, and we look forward to seeing more from you soon. Yes, thank
7: you.
1: TNAMusic.net are the providers of our next festive offering. This one is Snowing Christmas Eve.
0: It's snowing, it's snowing, and it's only Christmas Eve. It's snowing, it's snowing, and I just can't believe all the presents are collecting underneath the tree. But my favorite by far is that you. it's only christmas eve it's snowing it's snowing and i just can't believe that all the carolers are caroling even when they cannot sing it all sounds so beautiful to me it's an amazing thing
1: That's TNA with snowing Christmas Eve. Seasons one through five and the season five box set of Plebs is available from the 9th of December. To tell us more, I'm joined by one of the stars of the series, John Pointing. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are we doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well too. Now f- five seasons in, and uh, seasons. and when you joined, did you expect to be really you know going out wearing such low cut togas quite so regularly? Um, no,
8: but the. There's no. There seems to be no regulation on the togas. one minute, there's basically halfway up your thigh, then they're below your knee. So it's it's a bit of a potluck. Sometimes you just go into the costume room and you walk out and you're like, OK, so today's a short
1: toga day. But I mean, I think for, for your role, uh, the short toga has been required because uh, you are something of a ladies' man in the show.
8: Um. Yeah,
1: or at least he tries to be.
8: <laughs>
1: Maybe the toga length could uh, improve success or, or, or show disappointment for the young women in Rome.
8: Very possibly, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I haven't tried it in the real world yet.
1: But. It, it it could be great for parties, particularly with Christmas on the way. Maybe it's something that uh, you could extend into real life.
8: I could. Do you know what? I might hold off for now, <laughs> maybe till summer.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So tell us a, a bit about your role and everything else for those who aren't aren't aware of Plebs.
8: My character Jason. Came great, to great series.
1: name. Absolutely brilliant name.
8: It's, it's it's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he came to Plebs series four. He accidentally killed off Stylax mm-hmm. and kind of um, just sort of wandered straight into the lives of the other two, and just yeah, just came in and that was it. He was just part of part of the gang straight away, pretty much. Um, it must be a fun yeah.
1: series to work on though, because I mean the the storylines are both ridiculous, uh, amusing, and uh, just such a, a good fun way of, of, of getting a few great gags across
8: it's really fun it's so fun to do i mean it's great we shoot it out in bulgaria in sofia and they have a big tv studio they have a big studio up there and you know especially this year it was summer and when you especially when you're doing the big scenes and you've got loads of essays and loads of it's just it's really fun it sort of can be quite exciting it could you know sometimes it's a bit relentless but yeah yeah, it's a lot of fun
1: well Amanda Holden joins you at this time round, and she's yeah. got a, a, a bit of a taste for your character, hasn't she? She did, yes.
8: I mean, yes, you... <laughs> yes, she did.
1: But have you got to gatecrash a banquet and everything to, to to start this relationship off?
8: Yeah, yeah, we crash a banquet. It kind of in a sort that's
1: the, that episode kind of
8: sort of like uh, Agatha Christie style sort of who done <laughs> it kind of thing. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: But, I mean, the, the whole series itself, I mean, it, it's got hardcore fans and it's got people who will be once they get to know it. And uh, with the whole five seasons uh, available as a box set and, of course, season five, uh, which is just out there, I, I'm yeah. sure you're going to be a uh, Christmas stocking fodder for, for many people across the UK. Oh,
8: Jason, it's perfect for a Christmas stocking, isn't it? A yeah. DVD. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean you could i suppose you could just download it now can't you digital downloads but you can't put that in a stocking no um you can, you is there a digital stocking does that exist
1: i think i, I think Probably. we maybe have to corner of the market on this one Should we should we try and set this as a good okay and next christmas yeah digital
8: stockings me and you let's do it
1: we'll sort that one for definite uh so, I mean, what else can we expect because i mean season six is that already in the offing um i don't know we're always the last to know Uh-ha. so yeah <laughs> we'll see what happens anything could happen the togas could get shorter it could all go. Togas could mode. get
8: shorter. Maybe no togas. Maybe we'll do away with togas altogether. It wouldn't surprise me.
1: Well, the, the original Olympics started out like that. So
8: please don't give him any more ideas. Okay, of right. Getting we, we... taking my clothes off.
1: Right. Okay, <laughs> we'll try and keep you at uh, some sort of respectability. Thank the, you. Uh, the full season five box set available on DVD and digital from the 9th of December, and Plebs one yeah. through five at the same date. And uh, we're talking certificate fifteen. It's just that little bit. It's uh, just a little bit naughty, a little bit fun, and uh, uh, yeah. great, uh, amusing viewing. And uh, have you sat down and watched this with your family? Do they enjoy watching you as part of this show?
8: Um, I've not sat down and watched it with my family. My dad's a huge fan, so I normally get messages off him. Yeah. I've watched it with the boys and stuff, and it's always fun to watch it together. Like We'll get together in the last episode and stuff, because it's kind of like... You know, it's like going through old photos when you watch it. It's like you remember shooting it all and it's kind of fun.
1: Get the mates around, a few drinks of your choice and uh, enjoy the whole box set in one run. What do you reckon? That
8: sounds like an ideal Christmas.
1: <laughs> that's good. John Pointing, <laughs> thank you for joining us.
8: Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.
1: Time for the final tune now in the festive vein. This one is Joe Potter, All Year Long. The dreams are the globe, And
9: everybody knows It's that time of year It's my favorite time of year The lights are hung outside And everyone is bright With Christmas cheer With Christmas cheer But all that I want is to be here with you Door too. The snow is falling, and I am calling out for you, to catch me under the mistletoe. Kiss me, hold me, don't let go, and let it be Christmas on oh you. Yeah.
1: potter with all year long here on the milk bar you can find out more at joe potter.com j-o-p-o-t-t-r on monday the 16th of december we have the record for the milk bar end of year quiz this will be going out over the new year on 101.8 wcrfm and available to download online plus watch on youtube somebody who will be there wearing all of his finery is mayor's consort paul dark
10: hello sir how are you? I'm too, I'm pretty good.
1: Oh well, I'm good. So that's all good. So I mean, we're looking forward to this. You uh, deputised as deputies last year when uh, the mayor was longer. You and your good lady wife, the the mayor herself, and
10: we did, and it, it was great fun. I think we got stuffed,
1: but
10: uh, <laughs> we, we let ourselves down on the practical.
1: Yes, so th- this is- it's always good to have practical rounds on the radio, so uh, we'll once <laughs> again be doing that this time round, where there'll be something that will make virtually no sense at all to our listeners, apart from the hilarity of laughing at uh, people doing things uh, and, uh, and working out who's best at something weirdly practical. I can only say that much because we haven't got to confirm what that is until the record night and those who come I along to, I look forward to the <laughs> it should be a giggle but basically it's a quiz, there'll be four rounds, there'll be music between each round and we've got the great and the good from across the city who will be uh, forming those two teams of four and once again uh, Paul and Claire will be there and you're representing the city itself really and as you say this is a bit of a grudge match now
10: it is because we did it last year, deputising for the mayor then mayor Phil Page. I went all all American. Then mayor Phil Page, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was it was great fun. Uh, it's in all. It's a fantastic venue this year. It's open to the public this year as well. If they're ordering tickets, so mm-hmm. it should be uh, it should be very funny, very fun, and and a good night out. Yeah, you know, it's the good. perfect Christmas. Night
1: out, yeah, absolutely. Certainly, bring up. It could bring your work colleagues, and then you can go out on the town afterwards, which sounds like a good way of doing it too
10: absolutely just make sure you get that ticket in advance
1: mm-hmm. yeah cuz what we're doing say so basically we were inviting the public down it is in the mayor's parlor uh, for the first time it's got the public there for the first time and we're going to uh, have some great times so and we've got uh, representatives of the lighthouse Compton care and uh, amongst others who are going to be down there oh, we know we've got the ukulele lady uh, Gabriella Foley she's coming to she's going to be performing for us so we have got some good comedy songs too and there'll be extra stuff which we will do when we're there on the night which of course you won't see or hear as part of the uh, the 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 broadcast and the uh, the online release too so you'll get a much bigger better night out dave pitt uh comedian will be down there too he's head of scoring i get to ask the questions but the, the guarantee there'll be a giggle before, during, and after, and we will have a, a brilliant time. And the important part is this is raising funds for charity. It's just a fiver in, and you can bring your own booze and uh, have a, a relaxed night there. Uh, but the important thing is it is helping charities uh, that Claire has selected for her mayoral year.
10: Absolutely, and that's Suicide Prevention Across the City. Uh, it's the forum that's a collection of all of the organisations such as the Samaritans, Papyrus, uh Base 24, and there's, there's a whole load of them. So it goes to supporting their work, which is very important in these day and ages, as well as a mayoral scholarship to help. Uh, it's kind of like a bursary fund to help poor students. Uh, when I say poor students, I don't mean poor students. I mean students who, who don't have a lot of money uh, who are from Wolverhampton to go to Wolverhampton Polytechnic. Polytechnic You've gone a back, back, back a few back years when, there. When I went there, <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the Polytechnic, so that shows you how old I am. But Wolverhampton, you, the University of Wolverhampton, so, uh, and so it, it's going really well, and hopefully we can do as much as we can to make a difference. That's the primary goal of the, the charities that we're raising the funds mm-hmm. for
1: absolutely and and with the Mayoral auction which is also ongoing check out the details on ebay and wolverhampton.gov.uk click on Mayoral, that's all up there Uh, you can also support it that way but I say we're doing this night uh, so it's not normally open to the public this is uh, the first time and we want to uh, make this really special and raise loads of funds it's only a fiver in uh, so uh, you get to come along have a a night seeing what happens when radio uh, is recorded and uh, also then see the video of the radio being recorded because radio so often has pictures these days which I find really confusing but to, uh, I mean, and so it's like,
10: the 10th anniversary one isn't it
1: yeah 10th anniversary of the, the quiz yeah the milk bar but you zone. might get
10: it right this time
1: who knows anything could happen <laughs> uh, don't start otherwise you'll get much more difficult questions on your team um, <laughs> I, would, I would never be biased uh, particularly not to, towards uh, Claire anyway uh, we'd look after her for definite but uh, it's going to be a good laugh which is the, the big part of it we always have, have a good giggle you're always good fun to be around the pair of you so uh, we're looking forward to a fantastic night of quizzing how do people get tickets Paul?
10: They go on the Eventbrite site uh, and they register there and pay on there. Every penny they pay goes to the the Merrill charity. Uh, Any fees that are incurred, I personally will take care of. So if you want to cost me some money, make sure you book a ticket. And uh, if you just go on the Eventbrite and, and type in Milk Bar Podcast Wolverhampton, it'll come up.
1: So Milk Bar Podcast Wolverhampton. Punch that into Eventbrite on their website. Google them, and you can buy your tickets. Do come along, though. Do come and support us. We're going to have a fantastic time. Monday, the 16th of December, and it's all taking place between six and and when we're finished, so, the record will be between seven and <laughs> half eight, something like that. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably kick you out about nine o'clock, maybe ten. So uh, it's it's about having a fun, relaxed night, and uh, you come down, enjoy the quiz, and you get to meet the mayor as well, which is the, and of course the but you get to meet the mayor as well so it'll be brilliant
10: yeah they can have a free photograph with the mayor to go on their wall and then she might even let him touch the regalia now that's what you don't hear on that radio on very often
1: this, 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 this is a, a treat <laughs> beyond measure paul <laughs> dark always good to talk to you i'm very much looking forward to seeing you on the night of the 16th and uh we'll hopefully see loads of other people down there too to enjoy the quiz
10: See you then
1: Well that's all for this week Thank you so much for joining us back with episode What number are we on? 547 next week i look forward to having you along then See you soon
0: Goodbye from the mail bar Goodbye from the mill bar Goodbye from the mail bar Goodbye from the milk bar yeah. Goodbye from the mail bar yeah. Goodbye
3: from the mill bar yeah.